Welcome back to Lighthouse 805 and our podcast. This is the third installment of our Hive series, Honey, the Product of Unity. The whole, the whole concept of, of Hive series is just unity. We're looking at what it means to be unified in the body of Christ, what it means to be unified in, in our church body and, and relationships. It's, it's really looking at all of it. And smack dab in the middle of the series is the message, Honey. That's what today's all about. Honey, the product of unity. There's something really special that happens when we're unified, just together in friendships, relationships, and, and in a church. It's, there's, there's a product that happens. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. If you open up your Bibles here, this is, this is where I'm, I think it's my only verse today, which is super rare, but this is what God spoke about, um, just spoke to my heart. 1 Corinthians 1.10 says, By the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, I appeal to all of you, my friends, to agree in what you say so that there will be no divisions among you. Be completely uni- united with only one thought and with one purpose. The verse in itself is a three-point verse, which is, as you know, I love those. It's really interesting and the, when bees go and they pollinate and they grab the pollen and they come back, they're, they're producing things. They have different things that come off of them when they go into the hive and, and it's the product of unity. And we're looking at that in relationship to this verse and to the believer. One of the first things that a bee brings back is propolis. Everyone say propolis. Propolis. Such a weird word. So listen to this. Propolis comes from surrounding plants and trees. It's a glue to fix broken parts and holes within the hive. It keeps the hive at the right temperature to thrive, and it also prevents bacteria from forming. See, it's this, it's this like sticky substance that bees get from surrounding trees and flowers and sap and all these things right around the hive. And they bring it back to the hive, and it's this kind of like sticky glue substance that they use to fix holes and and make sure the hive is thriving. It's really unique. And we're, we're looking at that as propolis being like our words. When we live in unity, our words are like propolis. In the verse, in the, verse the first thing the author says is that we have to agree in what we say so there would be no divisions. 1 Corinthians 1.10a, again, by the authority of Lord Jesus Christ, I appeal to you all, all of you, my friends, to agree in what you say so that there would be no divisions among you. See, when, when we're united, even in what we say, that starts changing lives. It, it lessens divisions. It, it makes it so that there's no arguments and frustrations between us as a body, but then also people looking in from the outside. Like if we go to our work and, and we voice a frustration at our church to a non-believer or someone that just doesn't even know God, that's, that's awkward. We need to be united in what we say. First aspect of that is A, connected. Connected. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, the movie 300. I don't recommend it um, because it's pretty violent, but it's, it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> One of the things is it's this little tiny army. The premise is this army of Spartans, the Greeks, and there's 300 of them, 
and they're standing before this onslaught of waves and waves and waves of armies trying to conquer them and destroy them. And they sit there and they're able to withstand all these army advances. And it's simply, they state in the movie, the only reason they can withstand everything and, and stand up and keep on going is because they're connected. They're in unity. They stand there with a shield and a, and a spear together as one unit. He says our entire power, our entire strength comes because we're one unit. We're not a bunch of individuals. We become one collective body. And that's the concept behind this, this populace between, behind our words. We are connected, and so we have strength within that. There is a strength that we all have access to. My, my question really is, how have your words been? How, how have your words been in relation to not just our body, our church family, our community, but even our friends, even our, our family, even our spouses, our kids? How have your words been? Have they just been uttered, just said out loud like, oh, I'm so frustrated by this, blah, blah, blah. And it's like you air the dirty laundry out. Our, our words are meant to be seasoned with grace and, and we're supposed to be speaking things not as if they are. We're supposed to be speaking out loud saying, you know what? Someday, I know this person's gonna do this and, and it's gonna be so good. You start speaking out these words of encouragement, you start speaking them out and claiming them. Our strength comes from connection. I love the, the illustration of the bees. It says propolis literally comes from all of the plants and the trees and the sap right around the hive. That's where they get all the sticky substance. It's, it's this interesting illustration that bees don't just travel you know, thousands of feet or whatever and then bring back propolis. No, it's, it's what they're connected to in their community, which is wisdom in us. Our words need to be connected to our closest communities. That's where propolis comes from. That's where the strength in our words are. It's our surrounding communities. Are we uplifting and encouraging and building up those around us in our workplaces, our homes, our, our family, our kids, whoever it might be? Second aspect of propolis is it fixes broken areas. B. I think this is, this is one of the craziest things that our words can do. We can literally fix broken things just by our words. Have you ever seen someone that they've just been so sad or so distraught and and you see them and, and, you know, at work, and you just say, like, one word of encouragement, it changes their complete day around. Our words can fix broken things, just like how a bee can take the propolis and fix a crack in the hive. Our words literally fix broken things, broken people, because we have the full authority of God behind us. Our words are so valuable. Another aspect is... I think one of the hard things about this is we all see broken things or broken people all the time. And the easy cop-out, the easy thing to think is, oh man, <laughs> someone better fix that person or fix that. And then we walk away. And that's literally, that's the moment when God's speaking to us. That's a, that's a Holy Spirit moment to say, I, I gave you the insight to see that that person's hurting. Can you say something? Season your words with grace and just give my love, give encouragement over that person. 
We are all charged to fix broken areas. And then C, keep the energy. The last aspect of, of propolis is they have to put sealant around the hive so that it keeps the honey and the, the larva at a certain temperature. I never knew this was a thing. I didn't even know why. It was just, it was one of those random facts you come across when you're doing research and you're like, temperature matters in a hive? And it's crazy because if it's the wrong temperature, all of a sudden bacteria will come in and wipe out the hive. If, they, if, the, if it gets too cold or even too hot, the larva will start to die and their next generation fades off and then the, the, the nest is dead. Literally, they have to go in and keep the heat completely sealed and, and make sure it's all the right. This is keeping the energy up. This is, this is something that's kind of uh, almost up in the air. It's kind, of, it's kind of hard to grasp, but have you ever noticed when you walk into a situation, there's like a bunch of people, and it's just super negative and super frustrating, and you're like, ooh, like, I don't even want to be here. Versus when everyone's like super hyper and super excited and super happy, and you're like, oh, like you're just drawn in. And the only difference is the words that are coming out of people's mouths. It's the energy in the room. It, it's, it's how are you altering the different work situations? Now, how are you changing your family's living room state to be positive, to be exciting, to, to be a place where the rest of your family wants to be? Your words are just like the bees' propolis in keeping the heat up. We all have this charge. You can't just be one person trying to pull all the weight of the hive. That, d- that doesn't work. It takes the entire hive in unity with propolis to, to seal it all around. It's not even physically possible for one bee to fill all the cracks of the holes in the hive. There's so, I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but the amount of honey and propolis and wax that one bee produces is so insignificant, it does like nothing. One bee, if left in charge of a whole hive and doing all the, the busy work, will die trying and nothing will happen. It's literally every single bee takes on the, um, I have a small por- portion to pull on this and we're all going to do this together. That's what makes churches thrive. That's what makes churches feel good when you walk inside. Every person's like, man, it's so good to see you. We all have that responsibility. No matter if you're an extrovert or introvert or just avert, I don't know, something in between, we all have that responsibility. Use our words to change the environment. Number two, the second aspect that a bee uh, produces is beeswax. Beeswax. It's kind of funny. Before doing research on bees, I just thought bees made honey. And that was, that was it. And then you get into this like full research mode and you're like, they make this and they do this and they do that. Beeswax is another thing. It's, sorry, this is gross, but I just, it's fine. Uh, beeswax is produced by bee glands, whatever that means. And it's used for honeycomb and capping. So bees are producing beeswax all over 
and they go in and they make the little hexagonal shapes that the honey goes in and the larva goes in. And then at the end of it, when larvas are in, they have to cap it over so that the, that the larva will stay incubated. They also have to cap in the honey. So they're producing this thing naturally from everywhere. Let's go back to our verse and we're going to tie it together. 1 Corinthians 1.10, By the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, I appeal to all of you, my friends, to agree in what you say, so that there be no divisions among you. Be completely united. And that's our key word for the beeswax. But with only one thought and one purpose. Be completely united with one thought. Our thoughts are like the beeswax. It's, it's literally what grows and builds and holds everything together is our thoughts. The, when we, the, how we think about all this together, how we individually think and then how we talk and then we collectively think holds this whole concept together, holds our community together. Have you ever seen when someone starts getting super negative and super critical and they get divisive and all of a sudden it just starts causing disunity and division? That's like not a good feeling whatsoever. But it started with our thought. Our thoughts are what holds it all together. So how, how do we get on the same page? But gu- because guaranteed, none of us have the same thoughts. None of us can think the exact same way. We're all unique. We're all different. We're all special. So how do we get unified? A, think like God thinks. I, I would say it's impossible for me to sit here and, and list off everything that I think and to make sure that you all check off my list of how I think and, and vice versa. If you list off every way you think and exactly how you think and we all try to conform to one person and how they think, that's going to be kind of weird. Okay, that, that's, that's unusual. But if we can all agree, hey, let's just think how God thinks. We all are unified and we start thinking towards the same way. Beeswax is produced by bee glands, meaning everything they do all the time, they are exuding this product everywhere. It's all around them. It's always coming out of them. And it's, that's the same kind of thoughts in our lives. If we think how God thinks and we think the ways that God thinks and his ways, we'll start exuding God's thoughts and how God believes everything should be. We start exuding that in every area of our life, whether we know it or we don't. We're producing how God envisioned the kingdom of God. It's by living in unity, I will exude God in all that I do. Second aspect of of beeswax is it's used for support. Bees use beeswax to support the hive. Uh, Jay, he, he comes to our church, and he's a, bee, he's a beekeeper, and he posted this video. Did you want to see that video? How tall was the hive? Uh, there was a hive that was over five feet tall, just hanging on a branch. And so he had to, like, jump up, and he shook the branch and tried to shake it all into a box. Anyways, it was a crazy video. But all that to say, a hive that's over tall, five feet tall hanging from a tree branch like there's no support underneath it it's only touching the branch and it's able to support its entire self and all that honey and all those bees because of beeswax 
It's crazy. I mean, how heavy is that hive? All supported by this little thing, this substance that these bees are exuding from all over their body. And they're able to create this infrastructure that's over five feet tall that can just free hang all day, all night, through all weather until a large person jumped up and yanked it from a tree. Are you using your mind to support the church? Meaning, not just this church, not just looking, oh man, you know what, I see this and I see that. No, that's, that's not what I'm getting at here. The community. Are you using your God-given mindset, God-given skills and purpose and everything that you are and you know how to do to support the community of God? Because that's what bees do. Everything they do, they take it and try to build up the body of Christ, the body of the hive, if you will. It's so crazy. We all have different backgrounds. We all have different stories. We all have different ways of doing things. We all learn all these different nuances. And are we utilizing it for the kingdom of God? Are we using it for the church? And then C, used for next gen. It's short for next generation. How can you use your mind and your thoughts to help with the next generation? See, the beeswax, they, they put the queen, lays the larva, and then they cap it over a certain stage, and it's raising the young. Now, I'm not really just talking about numerical age here. I'm talking about new believers, too. You can be any age when you accept Jesus. But are you utilizing your mind and your energy to help the next generation? Just like with this beeswax, they cap it in order to protect the larva until it reaches a state where it can go out and start enacting the mission of the, the hive. Are you able to bring growth into the new generation so that they are, become old enough to go out and do the purpose of the, the kingdom of God? And number three, the third thing they produce is honey. It's really why, what we know the most about bees. Pretty much, you know, every kid knows a bee makes honey. You know, Winnie the Pooh knows bees make honey. This is kind of weird. I looked it up. It is dehydrated nectar. That's literally broken down what honey is. Last week we talked about how honey was made through the workers. It's pretty gross. But honey, this is what it's used for. It's carbohydrates the workers live on. It's not what the queen bee uses. It's not what anyone else uses. It's literally, it's just carbohydrates so the bees can live and work. That's it. That's, that's the only purpose of honey to a bee. It's so the workers can live off it and sustain. I, I love this concept. I, I can't. I, Run with me on this one. 1 Corinthians 1.10, the verse one more time. By the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, I appeal to all of you, my friends, to agree in what you say so there will be no divisions among you. Be completely united with, one, with only one thought and one purpose. One purpose. Bees don't have a million different purposes. They, they just have one purpose. As a body of Christ, are we hyper-focused on what God has called us to do as a believer? 
or are we all scattered all over the place? United in one purpose. Honey is like global, the global church's purpose on this planet. God didn't, you know, give different people different goals. It's just the kingdom of God. When Jesus was here, that's it. That was all of it. The kingdom of God. Last week, um, we talked about what it means to expand the kingdom of God because you can expand in height and depth. In height and width. Height is when you're expanding yourself and you're growing and you're learning and you're Bible study and, and you're doing these research and, and you're expanding the kingdom of God this way. And then the other way is expanding in width. You bring in someone in salvation and, the, and it expands this way. And we have to expand in both ways in the kingdom of God. That's our purpose. That's our, that's our goal. It's not good enough that once you just get in, you're like, ah, I'm good. I, I don't need anything else. I don't need community. I don't need unity. I don't, I don't need the Bible. I said yes. No, we, we need to keep growing. And I love it because it brings it back to the concept of honey. They go out, they grab the honey, and they bring it back, but it's literally for them to digest to keep going forward. It fills up their energy. It keeps them propelling forward. Which is kind of funny because they, they're going out to harvest the stuff, but then when they get back, they eat it, and they go out to harvest the stuff, they go back to eat it, and it's this perpetual cycle. That's just like us in the body of Christ. The more we grow, the more, we'll, more, the more we're fueled to grow more. The more we bring in someone, the more we're fueled to bring in more people. And it's like we sustain our spirits off this. It brings us joy and excitement. Have you ever had a prayer request answered? Like you're praying for like crazy healing, right? And then it happens. Oh, that's the best. And then it's like years later, something else happens. And then it's like, it's triggered in your mind. If God can do it before, he can do it again. And it's like that honey aspect. I'm harvesting things with one purpose. I'm bringing it back and I'm able to sustain off of that and keep going. By living Unified in purpose, we gain a few things. A, strength to endure. I touched on it for a second, but you gain a spiritual sustenance to keep going. It's this concept of, of living in unity, just breaking it down simple, is when we live in unity and someone else is going through something and, and God shows up and answers it, I'm fueled off of that also. Like when you hear someone else's praise report, it's like, yes. And when you hear someone else's prayer request and you're like, ah, it's like, let's, let's get in this together. Just like a be in unity. Let's, let's together go in prayer. Let's together go forward with this. I think that's one of my favorite products of, of being in unity is just gaining the strength to endure. Even when my life is frustrating, even when it's hard, it's like I, I'm able to talk and be real and then all of a sudden I'm encouraged because you went through this and you made it through. And if you did, I can too. B, living unified in purpose, satisfied with life. Tom Thiss said this, Having a purpose is the difference between making a living 
and making a life. I, I love that quote. Most people that are angry or upset or escaping and avoiding life simply just don't have a purpose. They just don't have a reason to just wake up every day. It's like, well, I'm going through the motions because I, I saw a commercial and we're all supposed to own a home with a white picket fence and have 2.5 children and, and do this. That's, that's just doing life. That's not living life. But when we all of a sudden adopt this purpose that God gave us, we start going after life. We start living it, not just being in life. And see the last one, last point, last subpoint of the final point. See confidence. You will know what you're doing is right. If you're growing yourself and others, who can argue with what Jesus did on this planet? No, no one can. That's what Jesus did. And we're following in his footsteps of growing ourselves and growing others and expanding the kingdom of God. We, we gain this confidence of, I know what I'm doing, and I'm doing it right. There is nothing better than having a confidence in what you're doing. And there's nothing worse than wondering, oh, I wonder if, I'm, if what I'm doing is right. Like, I've asked myself that so many times. Is, is this right? Is this, is this what I'm doing? And then I'll, I'll start asking Patty, is, do you, what do you think about this? And she's like, uh, no, that's, you know, <laughs> just kidding. But there's, there's this moment of we gain this confidence because we know exactly what we're doing and we know it's right because Jesus did it first and he said, this is, this is the way. This is the truth. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that you just continue speaking to us about unity. Lord, if, if we need to dig deeper into community, and be unified in certain ways, I pray that you would, you would almost convict us this week and give us examples and, and help us to dive into more relationships, Lord. I pray that we wouldn't be this lone ranger off in the, in the sunset on our own, but we'd start linking up and unifying. We'd be able to utilize this product that we're gaining, this product of unity, gaining the strength and confidence Lord, I pray that you would just open up our eyes of how to continue going deeper into unity, going deeper into relationships. In your mighty name, amen. Thanks for listening. For more about Lighthouse 805, opportunities to give, or other episodes, visit us at www.lighthouse805.com.